0: welcome to sex ed with db i'm your host db let's get into it too often women of color are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness Hosted by me, Dr. Cassandra Dunbar, Be Well, Sis is a wellness podcast where women with diverse expertise and experiences have open and honest conversations that aim to make wellness more inclusive and accessible. Tune in every Tuesday for actionable insights and resources to help you live more joyfully, authentically, and beautifully. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Be Well, Sis. Let's talk about lube and condoms. Something important to know is that oil based lube is not to be used with condoms because the oil can cause the condom to break or tear, which would defeat the purpose of using it. Thank goodness for UberLube. UberLube is latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. But wait, there's more. Dispensing two drops of UberLube inside a condom and a measured pump outside will increase pleasure. What are you waiting for? Use code SexEdWithDB for 15% off at uberlube.com. In a world that constantly encourages you to change, it's bold to just be yourself. Sexual expression and satisfaction are different for everybody, so rather than conforming to others, focus on falling in love with who you are. Lion's Den sources the very best products to help you find what you like and help you feel confident expressing your sexual desires. You can get 15% off in-store and online using code SEXEDWITHDB at lionsden.com to begin exploring everything about yourself. Follow them on social at lionsdenadult on Instagram and TikTok. Want to win your very own Magic Wand Mini? If so, keep on listening. Ooh, it's kind of fun to have your attention. Okay, but let's get into it. Magic Wand, aka the best-selling wand vibrator of all time, has partnered with Sex Ed with DB to give some magic wands away to some lucky winners. How can you participate and enter to win? We want to hear your best magic wand story. Maybe something funny or silly comes to mind? Maybe the magic wand unlocked a world of pleasure for you like it did for me. Whatever it is, we want to hear your story. Go to sexedwithdb.com slash magic wand to learn more and see how you could win your very own magic wand mini. I'm sure you've heard the phrase bottoming before, but do you really know what it entails, pun intended? When it comes to anal sex, there's typically a top and a bottom and any combination of the two. The top is defined as the insertive partner and the bottom is defined as the receptive partner. If you're interested in anal play or bottoming, the three major muscles in our butt need to be relaxed for complete and successful entry. After you started to experiment with the tip of a finger or a butt plug with lots and lots of lube, you may want to slowly graduate to a pre-bottoming anal training routine to ensure the best experience. Enter the glass anal dilator set with three gradual dilators, small, medium, and large plugs from Future Method. And an important fun fact, an anal surgeon designed these glass dilators so you know that he's got your back and your bottom. To learn more about bottoming and the glass dilator set, go to futuremethod.com and use code SEXEDWITHDB with DB for 15% off at checkout. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode, our second one of this season. I hope you really enjoyed last week's episode with Evian. I know I definitely did. And we have an amazing episode for you today with a topic that we haven't really talked about at all in all of our seasons of the podcast, which is so interesting how it's taken this long for us to cover it. But our guest today is Nadine Jane. And in this episode, we talk all about astrology. I cover this in the episode, but I've just never been someone who really keeps up on astrology. I just kind of know my sun sign and that's really it. And I just kind of relate to what I know that people have told me about that. But I really, really appreciated how open and honest and just enjoyable Nadine was to talk to in this episode. I feel like, you know, we talk a lot about birth charts and how astrology relates to our sex and love lives. And Nadine also teaches us about each sign in Mars. So if you're interested in learning a little bit about yourself when it comes to your Mars sign, you can look for that in this episode. And overall, though, I just thought it was really neat. She does a little bit of reading of my birth chart throughout this episode. And it just felt validating. It felt really cool to hear the ways in which that I connect with these different signs for my sex life and my love life and my relationship. And I just really appreciated how down she was to really just do that for me and use that as a, a catalyst really for me to figure out like, how do I relate to any of this? How How is my Mind and body connecting with this, um, and I just thought it was neat. And so I'm really looking forward to you to you hearing this. Um, before we get into that, just want to remind you all about the Curious Sex Ed episodes. Uh, I hope you liked our first one that released last Friday. Look out for uh, another one coming out this Friday with Mariah of Sex Ed Files. And if you want to ask an anonymous sex ed question, check out our link tree. And if you want to support us, check out buymeacoffee.com slash ed. And just a reminder, those first three episodes in total will be available through Sex Ed with DB wherever you get your podcasts. And after that will be only available on Buy Me A Coffee. So make sure you check out our page if you're interested in keeping up with that content. And again, another shout out if you're interested in Checking out our discounts page, make sure you to go to sexedwithdb.com slash discounts for amazing, amazing, huge discounts on these products from Lion's Den, Uber Lube, Future Method, and Magic Wand. And please go check us out on socials if you're not following us there at with DB Podcast on Instagram and at sexedwithdb on TikTok. And if you want to partner with us or just send us some love, email us at sexedwithdb
1: at gmail.com. Enjoy Nadine Jane. Nadine
0: Jane, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm fucking stoked, Nadine.
1: There's a lot,
0: a lot that we're going to be covering today. And I you know we we don't have to um you know play pretend we kind of know each other we're we we're, we're friends of friends that have admired each other from afar yep. for quite quite a while i'd love for us to maybe just say our first impressions of the other person if that Ooh. sounds fun if you can remember i'll I'll start to give you some time Please. um i remember i met our mutual friend uh as she went to grad school with me in New York. And I just remember her telling me about this really good friend that she had who was an amazing woman and also like was kind of a fucking baller when it came to astrology (laughs) and when it came to like – I was checking out your social media, and I knew that you were writing a book, and there were there was just a lot that you were doing, and I also thought you were very beautiful. So there was just like, <laughs> from afar, I, I just very much was so intrigued by the work that you were doing, even though I'm very much a novice when it comes to astrology. So that's just what I want to share with you um, about my first impression of you.
1: Well, mine was a very intense first impression as well, which was that- <clears throat> I heard about your work. I think it was one of your first rounds of merch. I think maybe literally the first round of merch you had ever done or something of that nature. I don't remember, but Holly had bought it. And, and by the way, that's our mutual friend. That's our mutual and, friend. Shout out yeah, Holly. Shout out Holly. Um, and so I clicked on your page and my immediate first impression was how can someone make these topics feel so enjoyable? And how can this person add humor to things that bring up can bring up so much shame for people. So I immediately texted Holly and I said, who is this person? Like, how do you know this person? And so yeah, my first impression was humor safety around things that are typically unsafe and lacking humor. So yes.
0: Oh, that's so sweet, I'm so glad to know <laughs> that we uh we admired each other and were are are now friends, which is very fun for uh, sure but for for those of you know you listening, maybe you don't have a friend named Holly and maybe you don't know <laughs> Nadine Jane so Nadine, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just talk about your work a little bit?
1: yeah, so i um former graphic designer, astrology was not my first career, and I Um, like many people was just big fanatic about astrology, read tons of books, tons of textbooks about it and became kind of the in-house astrologer at the company that I was working for at the time and long story short very typical millennial um, created an Instagram account to educate people on astrology maybe like you in your field and uh, then it ended up turning into a job kind of slowly but surely and so since 2017 I've been doing this professionally and so the job of an astrologer is basically you you do all of the cliche things, which is readings for clients, but then you also write horoscopes either for your own platform or for other people's platforms. And you, um, yeah, it's just a really cool job of basically being able to delve into people's lives really intimately without having ever known them before. So it's a very unique job. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And we're was your company at the time kind of like this is a niche that we're looking to fill and you were like well I'm like interested in this like how did that start I guess
1: oh that's a good funny nuance um, it was a joke that I was called the in-house astrologer I was just <laughs> a graphic designer it was okay. just because on on Slack because but it was a startup so it was all of these really and by the way prime it was female founded so it's ninety five percent women working there and um, so long story short we were all very much into astrology so as a joke. It was called the in-house astrologer because I would take all new employees out to lunch and read their charts. It was like an initiation (laughs) process into the company. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But clearly
0: you really loved it, right? Like something connected for you. And I wonder like how how that became something that you really gravitated towards, no pun intended.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think – I think astrology people get really into myself included for the sole reason that, you know, sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, all the time, life is inexplicable, hard to understand, incredibly confusing at times, incredibly exhausting and all those things. And I think astrology is one of those really unique tools that makes you think maybe there is some reason behind why this thing is happening in my life. And maybe there is a higher plan or maybe some cosmic genius that's making all this thing, you know, work the way that it's working. And so like many people, I, I think I found relief in the practice. And then I think as a people analyzer by nature, it was amazing to say, oh yeah, that was my read on someone. And here's how the chart is maybe affirming that, or maybe the charts helping me understand something that I might've been misperceiving about someone. And I thought it was this mm. thing and ended up being this other thing. So I think uh, anyone who's interested in people would probably fall in love with astrology pretty easily.
0: I I love that. I think for myself, knowing I am such a person who really enjoys connecting with people. And I do think that it's very fun for me when people are getting to know me and they're really into astrology and they're like, when's your birthday? Because I (laughs) feel like they really like want to know if their kind of assumptions and kind of awareness about certain astrological signs are matching up with what they think I am. And it's just fun to be on the receiving end of that. It Um, is. But, you know, I basically know nothing about astrology. So we're- Which is so fun for me. Very fun for you, I hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all I know is that I'm a Sagittarius who really likes to travel and adventure. I'm very determined. I have a really strong work ethic. And I'm very outgoing and extroverted, which I have heard are Sagittarius-like qualities. Yeah, And that's- Pretty much it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're really starting from zero here. And, you know, folks who are listening, maybe you know what your sign is. Maybe you're like me, but you don't really have a full grasp on astrology. And so this question is for us collectively Uh, What is astrology and what is a birth chart? Let's start from the beginning.
1: That's a great question. Um, So astrology is the study of where the planets were in the sky and how they were interacting with each other at any moment in time and so a really fun fact i love to drop on people is the first astronomers were astrologers and vice versa there was actually no difference they were almost synonymous at the time and because in the in the earliest days it was just studying looking at the sky and thinking like what's happening there wasn't a ton of uh there is, there we have so much information now, which is an amazing piece. So, astrology is on one component, astronomy. There is something that is scientific about it, which is where were the planets when you were born? Period. End of story. We can agree on that. The piece that becomes some people would call a pseudoscience, other people would be, call a belief system, is that uh, all these. Um, historic astrologers came up with meaning behind what does it mean that Venus was in Scorpio when you were born? Was it mean that the sun was in Aquarius when you were born? Was it mean that all these constellations and planets were where they were at that exact moment in time and so the birth chart, which I think is anyone should be anyone's gateway into geeking out about astrology. I think that's a really good place to land is the question of you were born at X time on X day in X part of the world. What were the planets doing? Where were they situated? Was the moon in the sky or was it not? Were you born in the daytime, the nighttime? All those questions are incredibly interesting. And so the job of a birth chart is it says, what does all those interactions between those planets say about you as an individual? So to use you as an example, which we'll I know we'll get into, (laughs) is um like, yeah, you're a Sagittarius. Is that interesting to me? A thousand percent, that's interesting to me. However, if anyone knows anything about a birth chart, you being a Sagittarius is the very tip of the iceberg of what your chart says about you as a person. So that's why sun sign astrology, which is the most popular form of astrology, hey, what's your sign? Walk into a bar, hey, what's your sign? That's why it gets such a bad reputation because it's terrible to be told hey, you're supposed to be wanderlusty and adventurous. And you're like, yeah, but also if you really got to know me, you would kind of know that's like a lot more nuance to me as an individual. So right. the birth chart gives us all of those nuances of who a person is. So, to name three big pieces that could get someone interested. The sun sign's one of them. That's the ego, that's the conscious self. Who am I when I am forming my idea of who I am as a person? But then there's the rising sign, which is your first impression. How do you, when you walk into a room, what kind of energy are you bringing? Some people are incredibly shy. Some people are incredibly outgoing. Some people are private. Some people are mysterious. Everyone has a different first impression. And it tells. So the rising sign tells a story of of who did you have to become when you were in your family of origin so maybe i'm adventurous naturally but in my family of origin it was better to let's say be conservative and safe and so my rising sign is very different than my sun sign for example and then the last the third big that's called the big three in astrology the third one is the moon And the moon tells a story of your inner world. How do you nurture yourself? How do you treat yourself at the end of the day? If you were to parent yourself, what would that look like? And so Mm. that's the version of yourself that only maybe your long-term partner would get to know or your very best childhood friends would get to know, your family might know about you. So very long-winded way of saying the birth chart has a crazy amount of nuance too, which is what makes me love it so much.
0: That is really fascinating. Yeah, and I like I like that idea of saying like okay, maybe, you know, the the thing that people ask like what's your sign is a good entry point, but there are so many facets to us and so many ways that we can express our different selves and maybe that's the way that all three kind of get at that. Exactly.
1: And also if you think about it, the sun is one of many planets that are in the sky. And so that means that the sun is only one component of your personality. Fascinating.
0: Okay. Yes. Now, maybe listeners are wondering, okay, what does this have to do with sex ed, <laughs> right? I think like there maybe you, you in your mind, listener, you might be kind of thinking of astrology and sex education or sexual health as two completely separate things. But- I want to know, Nadine, what does and what can astrology say about our sex and love lives?
1: So much. I mean, too much in a way. <laughs> um, I was just thinking before this podcast, I can geek out about anything astrology related, but I actually think this might be my favorite topic in astrology. Um, oh, amazing. But yeah, basically there's this planet called Mars, and you can really open up any astrology app to find out what Mars planet placement you have in your birth chart. So long story short, get co-star, get something like that and go look up your Mars uh, sign. But Mars basically dictates our sexual energy. It, it doesn't tell us anything literal. Remember, this is a spiritual practice. So inherently, we're not going to be talking about hyper, hyper, hyper specific things. But Mars kind of dictates, um, what is my drive? How can I get in touch with this flame? For some of us, our flame is a bonfire. It's huge. We have massive sexual energy. For some of us, it's a tiny candle and we have to nurture it and we have to keep it alive. Right. And so I think... Uh Mars is a really interesting planet for understanding what are the ways in which I can awaken my sexuality what are the things that put out my sexuality what are you know the break versus the gas uh, Mm. analogy so Mars really when I'm talking about it with a client let's say they come to me and they say I'm having a really rough time in my sex life right now things are so stagnant or you know whatever the issue is it's really interesting to consider how can we make this specific Mars the health how can we give it an environment environment in which the Mars can thrive. And so I think one of the reasons why it's so interesting is, as I'm sure you know, and I'm sure you dive into this a lot in your work, in society, we're inundated with all of these binaries, we're inundated with all of these beliefs around what it means to show up in, you know, whatever specific way sexually. And I think astrology gives us a ton of room to be like, yeah, but this is what my garden looks like. And this is what what this means to me. So yeah, I can go into great detail about it. But in general, Mars would be the planet we would look to to understand at least a component of someone's sex life. Very
0: interesting. Yeah, I, I really liked how you said like, Oh, the comparison between like this huge flame, maybe you need an extinguisher sometimes if you're feeling like it's (laughs) overwhelming compared to this like little, I'm picturing just this little hand candle that kind of, you know, the little white ones with the silver (laughs) outlines and you're like, oh, don't, don't go out please. And then there's obviously like a million ways that happens in between, right? And I think something interesting that I'm thinking about while you're talking about this too, is I'm so intrigued to think about like new The way in which this might even be related to like the ace spectrum, right? Like asexuality, where there's so, even with the ace spectrum, there's so many different examples and ways in which that fire, so to speak, could be up or out or in between. And I just think that that's a way to relate to everybody. And I just think that's
1: really cool. For sure. And also, on that very note, different seasons of our sex life as well. You know what I mean? We might be like, well, when I was younger, I was uh," in astrology. Since it maps over time, it can speak to, you know, this in this season of your life, the flame is very small. And could you... Could you be be at, be at peace with that? Even better, could you get somehow stoked on that and and view that as a journey of life? So yeah, long story short, absolutely, fundamentally, and also it begs the question of what season of life am I in as well?
0: Totally. Fascinating. I'm wondering, you know, I'd love for everyone who's listening to feel like they can get a little bit of a tidbit about like who they are and maybe like learn about what kind of flame that they have according to Mars. So I guess the question I have for you is like, what's one thing that you want everyone to know about astrology and the way that it can impact different facets of folks, you know, like many lives, right? Like sensual, sexual, romantic. And then on top of that, is there like a one-liner about each astrological sign that you have so folks can really start to get a sense of where they're at?
1: Yeah, 100%. So what I'd like people to know in general – is maybe just a precursor to these one liners, which is even as I go into them, just know that your chart is still much more nuanced than what I'm about to explain. So just know you can take a kernel of truth from what I'm about to describe and still know that you need to bring in your own lived experience into it. So just know I am painting with a super broad brush here. Um, But yeah, what in general, what I think astrology can give to you is just to feel like you can have a custom relationship with your sexuality that's outside of any one doctrine of how you should have the quote-unquote best sex of your life it makes cosmo magazine seem like a complete joke to me at this point but anyways um so i'm gonna go through them one by one and just know if you cannot find your mars sign this could be attributed you could just view it through the lens of your sun sign so i just want to invite everyone depending on your level of knowledge about your chart to still feel like you can get something from this so we're going to begin with Mars and Aries. This is probably one of the biggest bonfires in astrology. So Mars rules Aries. They have a very symbiotic relationship with one another. And what this means is this is passion. This is someone where immediacy, uh, newness, feeling like you're able to be dominant could be things that are incredibly attractive to you. Some of the ways that this can manifest is wanting to have your sexual experiences be quick and hot. So it doesn't necessarily mm. need to be an, a multiple multi hour long session, but it just needs to be impactful, it needs to be efficient, it needs to be amazing, and then you need to go out the door into your next meeting, let's say. And, uh, and then lastly, about with Mars and Aries is this feeling of it needs to potentially also be um, sporadic. So Aries is really about quick movements and intuition. So it can come at any time. It can be incredibly in the moment. That can be things that are very provocative to a Mars and Aries sign. It is uh, what's called the most potent of the Mars signs. So I just want those people to know there is potentially something inside of you where you can make this bonfire really large. Uh, Next up is Mars in Taurus. And by great contrast, Mars in Taurus is the most slow. It's the most sensual. It is the most um, kind of luxurious of the Mars signs. So this is to be very cliche and maybe hyper specific bubble baths. Touching versus uh, needing to be ex- like extremely stimulated. So soft, gentle caresses, things mm. that really just make you feel like you're very much in the moment. It can be textures that are really soft. So like considering again, it is, can sound cliche or a little bit uh, too specific, but considering the texture of your bedding can be really important actually for a Mars and Taurus. You know, are my sheets soft? Do I like the comfort of what I'm wearing? All those things. So it's an incredibly sensual sign, and Slowness and stillness is important. So by contrast to Mars and Aries, at like setting aside if you can afford to hours on end would be amazing for a Mars oh, wow. and Taurus because it's so slow. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts or questions before I keep going?
0: No, please. I'm like very enthralled.
1: Okay. Mars and Gemini rules the mind. And so this is very much something about mental play. The brain must be connected to the experience. So, you know, there's many schools of thought. Tantric sex would tell you, no, 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 no. Don't include the mind. It has to be meditative. It has to be whatever. And that's where I say, no, there's no one doctrine for sex that works for everyone. Mars and Gemini actually role play, mental stimulation, all the, you know, talking dirty to each other, mental stimulation is incredibly important for Mars and Gemini. Um, and another thing that's interesting about Mars and Gemini too is duality since it's, real, it's symbolized by the twins. So your sex life can feel a little bit like, um, I've heard some clients describe it as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where <laughs> sometimes sometimes they're like a ferocious beast and then other times they just don't want it at all. And so that, what, I've, what I've had be healing and um to, uh, conversations with clients is this idea of like it's really normal that some some weeks some months maybe even some years of your life the door is completely closed, wow. and other seasons of your life it's all over the place. So it's a very non-linear Mars sign. Whereas to go back to Mars and Aries and Mars and Taurus, there's more of a consistency to those Mars signs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, long story short, Mars and Gemini, mental, and then. Dex, up does Mars and Cancer, which you have. So do I, and oh. so does our shared friend, which I thought oh, was wow. kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. So, probably something that was will surprise you it surprises me and might even surprise our friend Holly is that Mars and cancer is the most self protective of the Mars signs, so there 's actually something very sensitive, very emotional about the experience, but our superpower is that we can make other people feel really safe in those sexual experiences because mm. cancer is the most nurturing of the signs. So I was thinking for your job how I told you it was humor, but it was also made me feel safe when you were talking right. about it. That's actually kind of Mars and cancer. And so the thing we have to look out for is what are the environment in which we actually feel safe? And then it can become provocative for us. Then the landscape is wide open. But if there's actually a lack of safety, Mars and cancer can be incredibly shut down. It's, it's symbolized by the crab. We crawl back into our shell and we're like, no, 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 not open for business. So it is one of the, it's our first water sign that we're talking about with these Mars signs. So we are very potentially emotionally connected to our sex lives, which can make it very intense and amazing. And then also emotions are brought into it, which, as we all know, can kind of complicate things to a certain extent.
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: And I went to say to you specifically, You have an interesting aspect in your birth chart, which is that your Venus, which we might have time, we're not sure, to get into later, your Venus, which is your love life, is in the opposite sign. So in your chart's case, there's an interesting duality between feminine and masculinity, and that actually has nothing to do with gender and astrology. It's just energy. There's Mm -hmm. a desire to be dominant, potentially, in your love life, meaning I want to call the shots, I want to be in control. And yet, at the same time, there's a desire to be feminine, there's a desire to be submissive potentially with your mars planet so there's a very interesting polarity in your chart which if harnessed can be incredibly interesting and then on its worst day it can feel like they're opposing but they're actually not their compliments to one another
0: fascinating thank you for sharing that
1: just curious before we move on like do you identify at all with the need for safety in your sex life or any are the emotionalities or anything that you connect to within that
0: I definitely do. Like while you're kind of talking through each of these, I see like, you know, everyone I'm sure who's listening is like, where am I in this, right? Like (laughs) how do I feel about these things? And I think like I definitely, uh, for sure, the safety piece, like that is definitely like a really big priority in my sex life with myself and with my partner. And just as, as you said, in my work, like I think once I really realized like the power of ongoing consent, I have never like intentionally let that go. I think that yes. like, even though my partner and I have been together for six and a half years, right? Like that's still as equally important to me. And so yes. that definitely rings true to me for sure. When you're traveling, you don't have access to your amazing sex goodies stash. So you start to pack your lube for sexy time in your toiletry bag. And when you open your bag back up, the lube you packed, of course, spills all over your toothbrush, makeup, and floss picks. Enter a brand new product from Uber Lube that will get your lube to your destination without spillage. They're new good to go travelers. Perfect for your purse, pocket, gym bag, or carry-on luggage, the Good2Go Traveler features the same Uberlube product in a discreet aluminum traveler that comes in six colors. Try Uberlube and their Good2Go Traveler now with code sexed with DB for 15% off at uberlube.com. Ever since getting engaged to my wonderful fiance, I've been thinking about ways to keep things fun and novel between us, but I, of course, wanted to feel organic. I wanna be able to feel sexy and comfortable in my body while trying something new. Thanks to Lion's Den, a new adventure I've been exploring is the world of lingerie. I never really was a big lingerie girl myself, but once I started trying on lingerie that accentuated my curves, felt super soft to the touch, and made me look in the mirror and felt wildly confident in my skin, that changed pretty quickly. Plus, when I searched for what I might like on Lions Den's website, I saw models that actually looked like me. They were curvy and thick and voluptuous, and it made all the difference to see models that have my body type. Want to join me in my new lingerie chapter? Right now, you can use code SEXED5DB for 15% off your purchase in-store and online at lionsden.com. Follow them on social media at Lions Den Adult on IG and TikTok for exclusive offers, deals, and giveaways. At Well and Good, we spend our days talking to and learning from the most interesting people in wellness, experts, thought leaders, and celebrities alike. Now, we're inviting you to join the conversation on our podcast, The Well and Good Podcast, where we discover the wellness that fits your unique frequency. New episodes of The Well and Good Podcast can be found weekly on Wednesdays. Tune in with us wherever you get your podcasts. What do you know about pegging? If you've seen that one incredible Broad City episode like the rest of us, you probably know that pegging involves a woman, trans man, or non-binary individual without a penis, wearing a strap on dildo, and penetrating their partner who has a penis. But did you know that there are actual benefits of pegging for straight couples? I'll share a few with you from an anal surgeon and booty expert at Future Method. Number one, reaching the full potential of one's orgasms. Prostate orgasms are powerful and can often be felt throughout the body. Number two, becoming closer with your partner and adding new dimensions to your relationships. And number three, learning to be submissive or dominating in a new position can be quite difficult to achieve. But when you can master these sensations, it opens the door to new relationship dynamics. Go to futuremethod.com to check out the expert written guide on pegging. And don't forget to use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off at checkout for amazing Button gut goodies. Finally, we can travel again. If you're like me, I bet you want a little pleasure while you're away, but can't fit your entire sex toy collection in your carry-on, huh? Say hello to the Magic Wand Mini. Born into such a famous family, this little wand has quite a reputation to uphold. Challenge accepted. Offering big power, multiple speeds, and unsurpassed quality, the full-featured Magic Wand Mini is more than simply a smaller sibling. It's here to create a legacy all its own. Want to win a Magic Wand Mini for your next trip or staycation? Go to sexedwithdb.com slash magicwand to learn more.
1: I meant to mention all this, but it's just I just want to get all people's brains going. Yeah, different signs rule different body parts, and so Mm. uh, for cancer, it rules the breast. That was a big aha moment for me. By the way, this is regardless of of sex. This is regardless of gender. This is regardless of how you identify. So men, women, trans folks, non-binary, doesn't matter. Everyone has nipples, and so just FYI, cancer rules the breast. And to go back to some of the ones we were going through before. Um, Gemini rules the mind, which I we already talked about Taurus rules the throat. And so for some people, it's kind of like, am I drinking wine during this experience? Am I drinking hot tea, like considering how to nurture the throat. And then for Aries, it rules the head. So thinking about the ways in which you can engage this upper part of your body could be interesting. So I just wanted to add in all these little factoids for people so they can kind of geek out about this themselves. But anyways, let's keep going because I don't want to take up too much of our time. So no, this is great. Next up is Mars and Leo, which I love and admire this in people it's um, I want to be seen, I want to be cherished, I want to be visible, I want someone when I take my clothes off I want my partner to say wow you are beautiful so words of affirmation, Leo rules like being visible so that can be incredibly enticing for those people. Um, another thing about Mars and Leo is just creativity. So just considering how you could maybe make your sex life theatrical is a good way to think about things. Um, Mars and Virgo, I also admire service. And this goes both ways, but you know, one of those ideas of sex should always be equal. Don't speak for everyone. Some people don't want it to be equal. Some people just get off on being giving towards their partner, or they get off on their partner being totally giving towards them. And Virgo is very much interested in being a giver to, to a certain extent. Of course, we all want something in return to an extent, but they can really get off on the idea of being of service. And there's a level of Perfectionism to them, and so what that can manifest as is I want to be the best sexual partner you've ever had, Ooh. and so that's to watch out for that. <laughs> um, and then Mars and Libra is very different than that, it is obsessed with equality, and so really thinking about how we can both get off, thinking about how we can share this experience in equal I, By the way, I'm really talking about this like it has to always be between two people, so just know it doesn't have to be so binary in that way, right. but. Mars and Libra is a lot about figuring out how to do, be balanced in your sex life. And then it's really important to include romance for Mars in Libra. So it can't just feel sexual, there might have to be some romance attached to it. So all those cliches of lighting candles or red roses on the table or something like that can be attractive to Mars in Libra. Mars in Scorpio is probably the most in touch with The kink, the true desires of the sexual of our deepest sexual nature. So it rules Mm. taboos. It rules things that maybe societally are considered quote unquote shameful and they shouldn't be. So Mars and Scorpio can be a really healing person to engage with because they might say, "What are you interested? Let's try it." Like I won't make you feel, uh, I won't kink shame you for whatever you're interested in. So they can be very expansive in that way. They can also be very eye opening to their partners by encouraging them to explore different things mm. and then mars and sagittarius is and you'll know this because of your sun sign it just has to feel different so the environment has to feel foreign so for example they might their flame might be completely put out by being at home It might just be one of those experiences where it's like in the bed is not going to be appealing to them. It might have to be in a hotel in a different country or it might have to be at the very least down the road on a different place. So there has to be something spontaneous, different, new to it. Um, Mars and Capricorn is a lot about power dynamics. So considering, do I want to be dominant or submissive in this moment, it can probably air towards dominance, just in case that resonates with people. It is most likely dominance would be your preferred state of being, but it's really interested in the idea of how can power plays with, of course, consent be mm. sexy and how can that make me feel very alive. And, um, Mars in Aquarius is a lot about doing things that are unconventional so whatever society is saying to do Mars in Aquarius will say it was very attractive to go do this other thing so anything unique anything one off anything unusual is going to be incredibly attractive for them so thinking quote unquote outside of the box is very Mars in Aquarius and then lastly is Mars in Pisces dream world dreamscape how can I bring imagination into my sex life so it's Mm. a very creative sign it's also a lot sign. So it has to be safe, it has to feel protected, emotionally speaking, but it tends to want to live in the dream world. And so for some of those people, um, it goes beyond just role play, it has to be fantasy play with their partner, potentially transcending into a different dimension with them sexually. So that is wow. all of the signs that we've gone through. Yes.
0: Wow, very impressive. First of all, um, <laughs> it feels like you definitely like see I could just sense it by watching you like you see strengths in all of these. Like it's For really sure. it's really about like figuring out where someone's at and what their what their what their what is it is it their sign in Mars? Is that how you say that?
1: Uh, yeah, what sign
0: their Mars is in, sure. What, yeah. yeah, what sign their Mars is in and figuring out like how to play to those strengths. And like you said, depends on the season, depends on the reason. Like there are all these different things that can be going on. But that is kind of powerful to know like, oh, like this thing about like safety and security with me, like that. that is helpful to kind of remember and know and feel like really validated in
1: that. Yes, 100%.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I hope, listener, yeah. you got something out of that. I know I definitely did. And should we maybe briefly touch on Venus before maybe we, did you want to do like a full birth chart reading for me or what's like the best way we can go about that?
1: I think I'll, I won't go through Venus one by one, but I'll explain it and I'll attribute it to your chart just so Great. people have like a living example of it. Um, but Venus by conch or not even by contrast, they're very compatible planets, but Mars rules sexual energy and activity. It's potentially the quote unquote masculine part of our chart, but no, don't, gen- don't gender that. Um, and then Venus is our love life how do we perceive romance you know the five love languages I, whenever a cl- yeah. i always tell the client after i explain your Mar- your venus sign go take that test and see if it aligns and it always does and so it's this idea of like how how do i like to experience my specific love life and that can for many of us be so different than how we'd like to experience our sex life so just knowing those are two different parts of the chart there are some clients where they're in the same sign which means we do want them to be similar the, the way that we show up in bed and the way that we show up in our romantic lives and so to use your chart because you're an interesting case you're opposites the way that your chart experiences romance is in some ways counter to the way that you like to experience sex so Venus and Capricorn loyal steady and there's some level of masculinity to potentially how you and navigate meet, your Venus relationship and Capricorn Yes. Okay. And so there can be this experience for a chart. And again, your charts more nuanced in this. So I'm just pointing out a very specific piece of it. But there might be to some extent some continuity to your love life where you're like, well, I'm loyal to this person. I'm devoted to them. And it's kind of a linear thing for me to Mm. to a certain extent. Whereas your Mars, which is your sex life, is very spiralic. I always like to say Mars and Cancer is like a cat, meaning like our sexual energy isn't even just waxing and waning. It's like it can go away and disappear and come back and it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. Mm. Whereas your love life is very steady. And so the way I would think about it in your chart's case is like the love will sustain. It will always be a very linear thing potentially with how you show up for it. The sex life will be something that you can treat as organic and ever changing, kind of like the tides and the moon it's waxing and waning and all those things. So, yeah
0: wow okay this is very intriguing can I just speak to that for a second please okay because you know I've mentioned this and you know this but like I've been in, in the same monogamous relationship for six and a half years now it very much feels like healthy, steady, linear, we got engaged, we're going to get married, like, of course, like, who knows what, ha- what happens down the line, right? I think like, mm-hmm. things are things are in flux when it comes to how challenging and easy, quote unquote, relationships can be. But like, all for all intents and purposes, I really love my partner, and I'm very mm-hmm. happy to be with him. Mm-hmm. And so that really rings true for me. And then this point about like, spiralic when it comes to like, the, you know, the, the, in the mood sometimes and not in the mood other times and hard to explain. Like I I definitely relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of people do. But I just think that like for me, especially having – and I wonder what, you know, how like we talk about hormonal birth control when it comes to astrology Yes, <laughs> because I was on hormonal birth control for years and years and me years too. and felt this really, really dim you know, even pain during sex because of the side effects that were happening. And I was kind of like, oh, what like a bad thing. And I've been off of it for a couple of years now. And what a difference it makes in my ability to connect with my sex life, for myself and with my partner, for my body, for when I want it, how to honor that when I don't, you know, when I don't want it, how to honor that, really recognizing how that feels in my body. And that is it, right? Of like not this kind of dim, straight line, But this kind of like picture, like you're looking at someone's audio, right? And it goes up and down and up and down. It's just like very, very unique to like how I'm feeling, what's going on with me, all of the other factors in my life. And I just, I really associate with that.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. And you, it is such a you and I won't be able to answer it, but you beg such a good question of what does hormonal birth control mean for Mars in the birth chart? Because I again similar experience to you. And by the way, of course, hormonal birth control is an amazing option for us. But yeah, there there was a disconnection to this very, like I said, spiralic. And by the way, uh, Mars and Cancer is ruled by the Moon, so quite literally, think about how the Moon waxes and wanes the tides come in and out and it's organic it's natural but it's not linear and we can't it's not necessarily perfectly predictable that's how our sex lives are and and yeah there. it's a very long window of saying it's a very interesting question to be asking ourselves
0: totally yeah and just really fascinating I'm I'm really into this Nadine
1: thank you so much for,
0: <laughs> for offering all these really interesting things for me and so many people listening to reflect on yeah. um I wonder if there's, like, one particular experience because obviously, you know, you have clients, you work with people. um, And I wonder, like, what is maybe, like, a powerful story of, like, reading someone else's birth chart or maybe your own and how that, like, has impacted the love and sex life of that person?
1: I have two good examples that come to mind so one is that you know 99% of my readings are with women but every once in a while I get a man and uh, those actually been some of my most cis, cis men have been some of my most powerful readings because so I'll give this specific example this person came into the reading and they said um I'm really actually no sorry they weren't they didn't even feel safe enough to say this aloud to me but what came out as i was describing a certain thing their chart was going through they said could this be impacting my sex life and i'm thinking a thousand percent yes this could be impacting your sex life and what the and so what i was trying to describe in the chart is that his mars sign was very feminine and it was just and what that means in astrology is wants to be receptive it wants to be passive even it wants to be able to be held to be experienced, it doesn't want to have to be in the action seat all the time and what he was saying that was so difficult is he was in a long term um, relationship with another woman where they both kind of played into these gendered roles where he felt like he was supposed to be the person who was in quote the dominant position in their in their sexual relationship so he found it incredibly eye-opening to be like oh wow that doesn't mean that there's something quote-unquote wrong with me as a man my mar sign is beautiful it just shows up in this quote-unquote feminine way and again it's so easy to gender these things but that's because of society it's not because of the individual it's not because there's something wrong with their chart mm-hmm. it, it literally was beautiful to say to him no no your chart's built this way like meaning there's so so much to be received and perceived in to be experienced if you're able to embrace this the chart so that's one example so i got an email from him like a year later being like actually explaining that i think it's to his wife explaining that to my wife allowed her to actually express the fact that she was desiring the equal opposite. And she felt like she wasn't allowed to ask for that either. But me being able to say that made us both be able to tap into this other side of ourselves. So that's one very concrete example. But a more nuanced example, which I think might be more interesting for some people, is um, for some of us, our Mars, which is our planet of sexual energy is in direct opposition or in conflict with our moon. And our moon rules For some of us, parenthood, if we decide to go down that route. And for others of us, just how we parent ourselves or how we nurture ourselves and all those things. So, for I'll give this specific client example, this person was considering motherhood. She wanted to potentially have kids, but her Mars and her moon were in opposition. And so I mentioned to her, you know, there's a possibility that your love life and your, sorry, your sex life is going to be in conflict with your. A relationship with motherhood. Have you ever? Can, is that one of your fears going into motherhood? This idea of like, where will this part of myself, quote unquote, go if I have to step into this nurturing role? And she talked about this huge ancestral story of the women in her family having kids and losing their sexu- their sexual desire, their sexual drive because this, the pull towards nurturing and motherhood was so intense mm. that it almost negated this other part of their chart. And I was was saying to her, it would not surprise me if a lot of the charts and the women in your family had similarities to that. And so, what we so you might be wondering, okay, well, what's the conclusion? And so, in a Mars in opposition with the moon, it's just the idea of this part of yourself might need to be compartmentalized rather than negated, mm. but of saying, in order to reconnect with this person, I might need to leave the home to do that. I might need to literally not be in contact with my kids that day when it's possible. I realize not for everyone that's a possibility. So again, considering resources and all those things. But for her, it was this moment where she was like, for her, it wasn't so much a conclusion. It was a relief around this idea of, yeah, my biggest fear, my biggest block towards mother is I'm worried I'm going to lose the side of myself. And to have that echoed back in the chart made her feel like, okay, now I can go in with eyes wide open to this experience of considering, can I, quote unquote, have my cake and eat it too around these two topics? So those are the two examples that I just thought were kind of interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: The ancestral piece is kind of wild. <laughs> like this idea hey. of like, okay, like clearly this has been a thing for like, Women in my family in past generations, and that's a very real thing. Whether that be through astrology and/or the ways in which that we're taught, you know, we we are not blind. We are very, you know, we're, we're sponges as kids, and we can tell when our parents are changing certain parts about themselves to kind of like basically care for for their kids, right? And like it's it's very challenging. I imagine I'm not a parent yet. I I want to be, but. I imagine that is very challenging to keep up who you are in all those facets as a parent. It's just things shift and change and it's
1: exhausting. Yeah. And not to get into a whole other topic, but just to pique people's curiosity, astrology says just as much potentially about your family lineage as it does just you as an individual. Um, Because what's so interesting is like you, your, your mom gave birth to you at the moment that she did, that says something about her as well. And that says something potentially about a lot of the people in your family. So they can tell stories of the maternal line, the paternal line. And, and so, yeah, if you ever want to geek out about ancestral stuff, astrology can be a gateway towards doing that
0: that's so fascinating fascinating uh Nadine I'm so so glad that you're here today to really just and and I know I know this is just the very beginning right like there's so so much on this topic but I'd really just love for you to share like you know, what, like, what's next for you? What does your chart say for like, what's next for you? And like, where, you know, where can our listeners find and follow you? And I also just want to make a, a really quick shout out that you were recently featured on the Drew Barrymore show and in her <laughs> new magazine. And I I saw that clip. I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. And like, it's just very neat that your passion is, you know, being appreciated by other people. So I just want to shout you out for that.
1: It's very cool. I had the exact same reaction. I had the, my feeling was, I want the Drew Barrymore Marshall. Yeah. It's so
0: cool. so um, cool. And your outfit was fucking sick, by the way. Check well, out the video.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. So I think what my chart says about what's next for me and what I also just know is next for me is just, I'm working on really creative stuff right now. I, for some reason, am very adversely reacting to social media, which is where I built my last business. So that's been a very interesting journey. I'm sure a lot of content creators understand that it's a um, long story. short. Yeah. So I think what's next for me is creative stuff, but where you can find me is I I don't, I'm not really active on it, but social media is a good hub for me. You can find me on Instagram, meeting Jane underscore astrology. I have a book out called magic days, which you can find, I think anywhere. And, um, yeah, I, yeah. So I I guess the answer is, I just don't really know what's next. And I think that's kind of exactly what I am supposed to be working through right now.
0: Yes, and I'm so lucky to know you and to just support you in whatever your next creative endeavors are. I'm very appreciative of your kindness and your openness in being willing to teach um, and just to kind of chat with me about this today. Me and too. I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for being
1: on. Thank you so much to me. It was such a blast, seriously. Our
0: creator, host, And executive producer is me, Danielle Bezalow. Our producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our associate producer and communications coordinator is Sadie Luigi. Our marketing coordinator is Kate Fiala. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Thanks so much to our featured guests, partners, and listeners. Want to partner with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast. And on TikTok at Sex Ed with DB for exclusive content and to submit an anonymous sex ed question, check out my new podcast on Fridays, Curious Sex Ed, hosted with Mariah Caudillo of Sex Ed Files. Go to BuyMeACoffee.com/curioussexed to learn more. See you next time.